welcome back to another episode. This is Dinesh. This is Steven. And today's question is, what would you do differently if you were the main character in the movie Get Out? In the movie Get Out? The Jordan Peele movie. So... And we'll assume that, like, age, ethnicity, gender can all be just, like, tailored to make a new movie with with a similar circumstance. So it's... Like everything. What would I do if <laughs> my significant other, a girlfriend, takes me to her parents' house and they're, they're nuts? Yes. In a general sense. Oh, man. Honestly, I think I'm just... What's the... I'm trying to remember what the first... The first thing he sees is the running man, right? Like, no, that's the first... The like, first man movie. he sees, the one that was, like, abducted at the very beginning of the movie, right? Is that the guy he recognizes? Yeah. Okay, and oh, then wait. that guy, like, screams. Right? When he takes the picture. I think before that, he meets, like, the... Oh, shoot. The person taking care of the house... Oh, yeah, You know, like, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think yeah, yeah. of, like, as he got to the house, who did he see? I don't know yeah. if he saw that guy, the running man, till later. I think, this is why I talk about horror movies. The first sign I see of, like, the weirdest, of, like, a weird thing I'm leaving immediately. And you'd be able to just tell her, like, I don't like how you're... I would not even tell her. I could just get in the car and leave. That's well, the well, thing. What was the first sign of weirdness, then? Well, I remember, I, it's been so long since I've seen the movie, but I, I think it's mm. the first sign is he sees the maid and he, like, asks her something and she's just like, don't ask questions. Something like that. And he's like, if somebody said that to me at, like, a single other's house, I'm like, yeah, my Chevron's outside, like, I'm actually just leaving. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing is, I am one of those people where the slightest bit uncomfortable is. Mm-hmm. I'm just immediately leaving. Any situation. Doesn't matter, like, how important the situation is. I'm really? actually just leaving. So you just end the movie there. It's just... You met the family. Yeah. I just, like, I do... Here's the thing. I've never had a situation where I've met um, a significant other's parents and it's been uncomfortable. Like, like actually uncomfortable. Okay. It's been... It's always awkward. Especially, like, in high school. Yeah, awkward is different. But if it's uncomfortable, I really do think I'm, like... I need to be comfortable to a certain extent where I really wish to be like, I'm actually just going to head out. We're assuming you've already been with this person for a while too, though. Yeah. You know, and you would still be like, I don't care. Like, this is the worst. Yeah, I mean, say for, like, I have an emotional attachment to this person, I'd probably just make up some, some like, bullshit reason. That I okay. I'd be like, oh, you know, my aunt's sister's friends yeah. got to pick her up from, you know... The hospital or something. Yeah. I feel like I'm so awkward and, like, have such a hard time, like, getting out of uncomfortable situations. I would just, like, end up dying in the movie. You're telling me like, if you I saw a lose. man just sprinting in a circle outside of your other's house, you'd be like, oh, That sure. was so late into it, though. Like, yeah. if I met the people and they were weird, I'm just like, yes, these are weird people. I'm not going to just tell weird people I'm leaving. They might, like, mm. be weirder. Mm. And I would just be so uncomfortable the entire time until they're like, all right, go downstairs. And I'm like, I'll go downstairs. Sure. I don't care. Just, right. I don't think I'd have the, like, unless they it turned into, like, a fight. 
Right. I don't think I'd have the like comfort comfortability. I don't know. I just wouldn't be able to like tell them I'm just leaving their house. <laughs> yeah, I mean you think even hmm that's that's interesting. Is it just the awkward exchange of having to be like imagine you were at the movie theaters. Mhm. And they say your total is $19.95. And you hand them money, and then you realize you handed them, like, a 50 instead of a 20. Mm-hmm. And it's so inconvenient, I wouldn't ask for it back. I'm just dealing with the more change I have now. <laughs> it's like that. Like, I just won't. I don't know if it is like that, because you'll die in the other scenario. I won't. <laughs> do anything i just don't think i could okay i think like i know i would want to immediately but i don't think i could put myself into a situation that could get me out (laughs) for sure i feel like so if i remember correctly his friend is calling him right the whole movie his friend that's like taking care of his apartment or something more or less yeah and they talk in the movie do you think that would be, like, a catalyst? Like, say somebody calls you and they're oh. like, yo, I think your girlfriend is actually murdering people. That's not how they talk. Right, but he's like, isn't, isn't there one part where he does call him and he's like, yo, like, it sounds like it's pretty shady. Yeah, 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 yeah. There. You don't think you'd be like... I would say it is shady. And then if the conversation didn't go immediately towards, like, I'm coming to pick you up, you don't have a say in it, I would just stay. For sure. I don't know. The thing is... Yeah, I think it's just like... One of those movies where it just depends on how comfortable you are with like... Your existence, I guess. Like what's going on in your existence. To be honest... I've never done that where I've spent like a weekend... I like seeing others, Mm -hmm. you know, like house way out in like the countryside whatever but if i did and they weren't even crazy they were just awkward i would still probably leave. <laughs> yeah. i would still probably leave even if, even if they were just like kind of weird yeah i'd be like actually i have to leave right right now i mean you know i've gotten out of like employment situations because they were awkward yeah just by making up like the most absurd excuses being like i actually have to leave right now yeah and i also can never return that's true. But I guess it'd be interesting because they're not married in the movie, right? No, they're dating. And this is the first time he's going to meet the family and take like a big step in their relationship. It'd be interesting if they're married because then it's like you're. You have to imagine your wife is like probably going to divorce you if you're just like, oh, actually going to head out. Yeah. I feel like that would cause hesitation for a lot of people i feel like that level of attachment even like to visit a friend's family Mm -hmm. like i would be too uncomfortable to just be like i can't be here right i don't know i think i like i mean there there are people who don't see their (laughs) parents i just like you know what actually i can't i'm sure they were cool um yeah i'm sure it was great like she'd be like oh it was a great time i believe it (laughs) couldn't relate though could not relate. 
No, yeah, I feel like it would just be, just gotta go, just gotta leave. I feel like the level of uncomfortableness is in Jordan Peele's all those movies, like in Us. That situation, just driving as far as I can. Yeah, that's the thing. In any direction. I don't even know if I'd recognize myself if I saw it. What do you mean? Like, I'm bad with faces. <laughs> you don't recognize, like, you. And, like, unless I saw copies of others with me, I wouldn't put together that it was me. Like, if I just saw myself. You'd be like, who are you? Why? Yeah, you like what? start yelling at him. You're only supposed to kill your <laughs> your opposite. Oh, exactly. That's like how I think it'd go. Oh my god. What do you think your other like opposite person would be like? Because you know the boy like plays in the closet, and mm-hmm. his other is one that plays but with fire. But it's like very curious. The other one's a super athlete. So that's the thing about that movie is that, like, before the movie starts, they'll have good lives. Mm-hmm. Most people just don't have good lives. Yeah. So your opposite is just someone who's having a slightly worse life. <laughs> like, oh my God. I feel like it wouldn't be that much more opposites. Or all of the opposites would be people who have, like, perfect abilities or perfect appearances or something like that. I think any amount that they have of quiet good would come out as like quiet bad or vocal bad mm. that's how I would picture an opposite being yeah I don't know I Which guess mine I wouldn't even say they're opposite they're like adjacent mm. that's probably a better way of explaining it I'm like the most passive person I know so I guess my opposite <laughs> would just be like the most aggressive person yeah I guess would be like the other part of it but I don't know, that, that, that's a question where, like, I would not know for anyone. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, if I saw myself with, like, huge scissors literally getting in the car and just driving <laughs> to, like, any border. Yeah. Like, whatsoever. Are you afraid of ghosts? No, ghosts? Like, yeah. Like, dead people. Um, ghosts, demons, spirits. Interesting. Um, no... Here's the thing about it, right? Is that, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not going to, like, say that they're objectively not real. Yeah. Because that's not even, like, a quantifiable thing. Um, but, no. I would say that I don't believe in ghosts mm-hmm. or any of that at all. But I'm afraid of them. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, I, I've been thinking lately. The thing I'm most scared of is probably, like, going crazy. In the sense that you start seeing things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. And hearing things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it's like to be haunted by a ghost. Yeah, well, so... You know, I'm not really afraid of, like, a dead person. Mm-hmm. But, like, the things they do. Yeah. So, you know, I come from, like, a very religious background. There is this Christian author, C.S. Lewis. Uh, he wrote Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. He has this book called The Screwtape Letter. And it's about... Um, it's from the perspective of a demon who's teaching another demon how to mess with people. Whoa. How to, like, haunt people. 
And it is like that. They're not like, you know, it's like the conjuring where they're like throwing like yeah. chairs across the room or whatever. It's just how to like bully people while you're... It's like the slightest changes in their surroundings. Does it describe why they do that? Yeah, it's so that they're... At first, it's indistinguishable between like dementia and like being haunted. Yeah. And then it's only at the like certainty of it that now it's like you might have dementia and be haunted. Like if you Whoa. say you're haunted, people are just going to be like, oh, you, he just has dementia. Yeah. Which I feel like. Yeah, I, I agree. The scariest thing in the world, I think, is like dementia or like developing like Alzheimer's or some sort of yeah. like mental condition for like just a like personal thing. But I don't know. I, I don't think. This is not so weird, but I think if ghosts and demons and all that are real, we're so desensitized as people that I feel like how we would react is not at all how we react in the movies. You know, like Monsters, Inc., they get their energy from scaring people. Yeah. They're so burnt out now. Like, they're, they're not getting anything. Well, it's like this scene in, I think it's Monsters Universe, like the second one, where like he goes in to scare one of the kids, and the kid just like looks at him, and he's like, I'm like a monster in your room. He's like, yeah. That's both of them. But yeah. And uh, does that happen at first? Oh, you're right. Mike Wazowski. Yep. Stupid question. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like it would be like now. Where like literally if I saw something like fly across my room, I'd just be like, fuck it. Especially screams. I feel like people don't scream like they used to. That sounds like very weird. People, people are like not surprised by anything. But I think our parents' generation and beyond... They see something and they're like, ah, like our generation would be like, ah. you just audibly gasp and that's it. I don't think they would. They'd be like, I'm Instagram living this right now. <laughs> like, they'd be like, exactly. I don't feel like screaming is a part of being scared anymore. Mm. Yeah. I honestly think that if there was any sort of like haunting, it, people would like actually live stream it and then immediately it'd be like, have an analysis from multiple perspectives of like, is this using CGI? Section. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'd be like the moon landing. They're like, there's, there's like the Nokia presentation. It's like, did we land on the moon? Exactly. See, and I feel like, I don't understand how ghosts always use technology so well. Mm -hmm. Most ghosts, I'm assuming, will have died before like cell phones, the MacBook. But suddenly you can like put a picture of your face on the computer. Yeah, well, that's what makes it so, like, unrealistic. Well, and I think Hollywood's interpretation of what ghosts can do is bad. Just bad. Yeah. Have you seen the movie A Ghost Story? It's like an the indie... comedy? No, 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 no. It's an indie film from, like, 2017. No. It's a guy dies in a... I think he dies in a car accident. Um, and the movie's almost completely silent. And he becomes a ghost, but he just is, like, still in his house. And he just stands there and watches, like, his entire wife's and children's lives, like, go by. Wow. And, like, there's no haunting or anything. Like, he has no effect on the outside world. Yeah. He literally just sits there until, like, his last bloodline dies or whatever. Wow. And I feel like that would be the closest thing of, of if anything was, like, that was real. Yeah. And it's just more of, like, sad like yeah, not even exactly. like haunting it's just sad yeah cause he just sees her like the main like thread of the movie is he sees her marry someone else mm -hmm. uh, eventually 
like years after his death, whatever. That's just sad. Just sad. Yeah. That's what I feel like the actuality of the situation would be. Wow. But yeah. So honestly, I feel like most people, if they saw a demon, they'd just be like, man, what did I take last night? Yeah. Like, they would just be like, uh, probably just high or something. Which is the thing that you actually, like, do here. Yeah. From people like, oh, what happened? I saw a ghost. What do you mean? Saw a ghost. Saw a ghost. <laughs> so, like, in that sense, if you did see something, mm-hmm. like, you were in the bathroom looking at your reflection, and then you, like, turned and, like, you noticed your reflection didn't turn. Mm-hmm. Would you just... Because that reminds me of, like, Get Out. Like, it's a uncomfortable situation. I would literally not even think about it. Like, I'm not... Because... I feel like I have enough confidence that, like, ghosts don't exist or anything like that. That I would just be like, I need to sleep. Yeah. Like, something... I'm just losing it out here. Like, some, Or I would just be like, somebody put something in my drink. Yeah. Like that, I would I would assume that before ghosts. Yeah, before something supernatural. Yeah. I'm not like a superstitious mm-hmm. person, to be honest. Which is interesting. I suppose. <laughs> I feel like superstition is changed over the years. In what way? Well, it used to be like oh, ghosts and spirits, like you know, like old folktale like spirits. And, you know, now it's like, does ibuprofen thin your blood? That's like the superstition. (laughs) No, that's true. And that's the thing, like, in all the old cultures, there are always ghosts and monsters and things, but there are none in modern times. Yeah. You know, there's just no mythological creature. There's no creature we'll tell our future generations about. Yeah, it's in one of my history classes in, uh, in college, I, I had a lecture in um, a lecture hall. And one of the things they talked about was one of the things that they have theorized is that a lot of cultures like I'm talking like ancient cultures like Mesopotamia mm-hmm. practice regular drug use because it grew mm-hmm. in areas near them. So in Egypt, like peyote and stuff like that grew um, quite frequently. And so one of the main theories is that a lot of that spurred from drug use. Like the Egyptians believe that, you know, cats ferry you across the river Styx. Mm-hmm. And the ghosts are afraid of cats. Yeah. And I can't think what his name is, but it's like Adonis or something. He's like the God of death. Um, and he appears as like a dog. Um, a lot of people Anubis? think Anubis. Yeah. Anubis. Um, literally was just, you know, they had like, the Egyptian priest, and he just took, like, eight grams of peyote. And had a dog. Yeah, and he just had a dog and a cat, and he's like, one of you is going to take me across River Six. <laughs> the other one of you created the universe. And, like, <laughs> the thing is, if you read about drug experiences, like, that is how quick your mind can be to draw conclusions about something. Wow. Just, like, relating something to something else. Yeah. You could just be thinking about death, look at a cat, and you're like, you know what? You probably know what's up. Exactly. You probably know what's going on. I see that you're staring. Is that because you understand me? Yeah. You know? He yeah. just walked across a stream and you're like, oh my God. The stream. Yeah. You're like, like that's the river. Yeah. I do think a lot of that is probably So in that sense, true. without drugs, how much do you think your mind is strong enough 
to create things that aren't like real to come up with ideas like that or even to just see things yeah i mean they say that you you know if you become like mentally ill you can see things that aren't there like a weakness okay. of the brain i don't think the brain naturally causes you to think see things that aren't there so now to go back to like the previous episode how much do you think like do you think your brain is strong enough to like fabricate everything you're experiencing like when you're in a dream oh 100% there's a TED talk that is called your brain is hallucinating reality mm-hmm. that talks about how this reminds me of the question that you asked me the other day what is consciousness yeah the thing about consciousness is that your only interpretation of it is inside your brain Mm-hmm. Because we only process things with our brain, actually. Yeah. So all you know is inside your own head. So it's totally possible that what we would define as objective reality, we are all perceiving it wrong. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm asking, like, in your dreams, those people aren't really there. Right. So could you right now be in, like, just, like, a mental hospital bedroom? That's Yeah, that's what I mean. Like... You, like, your reality could be objectively wrong. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah. what you're seeing could not be reality. That could be true for all of us. And you think that the brain is strong enough Yeah. to do that? Yes, I imagine so. If we're only using 15% of it, and we experience as much as we, like, do. Yeah. And we can experience as much illness as we do at only 15%. Do you like, think it still is? Well, I think... I don't understand the 15%. Mm. But I feel like... When you when you can see things that aren't there, or hear things that aren't there, mm-hmm. it's like a different part of the brain. Yeah, I think the fifteen percent is like you're not human beings aren't activating more than fifteen percent like, like at of time. synapses at yeah. a time. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the more synapses you're able to activate, the more likely you are to develop more and more issues. That's a very scary thought. Yeah, because because like you can more think, is going on. Yeah. yeah, you can think yourself into anxiety. Like you can, because like the more you think about things, the more you can worry. The more you mm. worry, the more you can develop like GAD, like general anxiety disorder and stuff like that. How much do you think we can use that like as a benefit though? Because if I like keep thinking that there are bugs on me, I'll get like itchy. Mm. You know, but if I also think that like. I can lift a weight heavier than I normally can. Sometimes it works. Right. I'm sure it would be insane if we could use all of our brain. Or just more. Yeah. I Yeah, I think it'd be absolutely crazy. I think we'd probably solve a lot of things. I don't even know if we solve a lot of things. We just look at things in a better light. We just understand mm-hmm. more correctly like what we should be doing. So... Humans can have humans have five senses, right? Mm. That's just because of like what we are, where we are, basically, and our circumstances. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like a new sense would do? A new sense. Yeah, and I'm not talking like seeing ultraviolet. I would just expand that upon sight, you know. Yeah, um, a new sense. Have you seen, <laughs> you've seen James Cameron's Avatar? Yes. 
I feel like um, an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not applicable, but um, that's one of the only movies I've ever seen where they have a different sense. The tail thing. Yeah, they like feel life and death in like plants and animals, and like there's a scene where they like connect to each other. Mm-hmm. They like feel each other's existence. Yeah. So what is that like a spiritual sense? Yeah, I guess. But like it's like connecting a life force. Yeah, it's like yeah. connecting to you physically. There's like the scene where they kill like whatever that's supposed to be, like the rhino or whatever. Yeah. And she like falls over. She feels like physical pain from mm-hmm. That that's the one of the only examples I've ever seen. That's really interesting, actually. I feel like that would be terrible because as a society, we just destroy the planet we're on. That's like the sense of empathy, like physical empathy. Yeah. I wonder if that changed society. I think so. If trees yelled when you cut them down, if... Yeah, or, like, just, like, the thing about the fires that are happening right now, like, Oregon and California, and a lot of people don't really care that much, to be honest. If we all were just, like, falling over, like, clutching our chest because, like, we could feel it, like, that level of empathy or connection would be very... Motivating. Very motivating. There actually would not be fire. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If everything spoke... Like, the same language, mm. it would change a lot. Yeah, well, I think it's j- if our actions spoke louder yeah, in a contextual sense than they do. Yeah. Because people always say, like, oh, your actions have consequences, but nobody, like, cares, to be honest. Like, it's like <laughs> the average person, like, doesn't really care. Yeah. One of the most frustrating things to me is when somebody's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they talk about like, climate change like that. And it's like, oh, do you recycle? And they're like, never say that again. <laughs> like, absolutely not. It's yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I feel like it's just caring enough. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, the quiet good. This is a lot of last episode. Right. Quiet, quiet good versus loud good. The loud good is probably the largest minority of people. Mm-hmm. We're actively trying to, like, make the world better. How many people do you think that you know? Uh, I was going to say three for, like, everyone. In the world. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So you know, like, 0. 0.08, <laughs> if even. Not even. You don't know a si- Yeah. <laughs> you, can you not think of, like, a single person? I understand. Maybe one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, Maybe. (laughs) That, like, actively tries and fix things in the world. Um, Do I know anybody like that? But it's also, like, a good person at the same time. Yeah. I would say I know... Like, I'm not even friends with a person. I just know of one. Yeah. Like, I know know people who know one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but I don't know them, so I can't speak to like, are they a good person or, or are they doing good? Yeah. I just know that they actively like put good information out there. Exactly. Yeah. For people to know. That's a scary thought. Yeah. It's just like one. One. (laughs) Just one. That's the thing though. I feel like there's a lot, like quite good. I put a second majority Mm -hmm. and I think people so strongly don't want to be bad mm-hmm. that there's a lot of quiet bad that like is just ignored even in themselves mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like having that empathy, having that last sense, is that denial like, though? Like, if you are somebody who has bad personality traits, but you like don't want to think about yourself, isn't that just denial of your own character? I'm not sure. It's not wanting to think about it. It's not wanting others to think about it. <laughs> okay, very different. Yeah, <laughs> not wanting others to be like, well, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, I understand. Oh, that reminds me. I had some. There was some thought about that that I had, mm-hmm. and I completely like cannot reconstruct it now. It was probably like the most important information that I could think possibly so. be conveyed. Probably the last thing that needed to be said in humanity. Right, <laughs> humanity. Like Just for humanity. Just for humanity. Oh, that reminds me. Have you seen that reminded you of something? It actually did, but like it's completely off topic. Did you see the trailer for, or have you, first of all, have you read Isaac Asimov's Foundation of Humanity? I don't think so. It's, he wrote iRobot, well he didn't write iRobot, he wrote the book that iRobot is based on. I've seen iRobot. So he, he's like an older guy, he's from like, I think like the 40s. Um, <laughs> he was an older guy. He was an older guy, yeah. He wrote books in the 40s. Yeah. But he has this book called The Foundation. Um, there's three of them and Apple TV is making a TV show about it. And that might be, it's about a guy who has not necessarily a new science sense of self senses or whatever, but a new type of learning. Mm -hmm. He creates a thing called psychohistory, which is where you can calculate based upon the evolution of the psychology of people, how people's opinions have changed and how people's mindsets have changed over a period of time the point in which society will completely collapse. And then he like calculates from that point when the world will end or Mm -hmm. not the world, like universe will end. Wow. And, um, in the book, I mean, the show has not out yet, but in the book he calculates it and it's like three months from right there. (laughs) But industries like huge conglomerates that have like businesses on like different planets Mm -hmm. and stuff. They've basically found a way to get out of the end of the world. Like, they can save themselves, but they can't save the rest of wow. the universe. And so they don't want people to know. Because mm-hmm. they don't want, like, the economies to collapse or yeah. anything. Save themselves as much as possible. Yes, yeah, so they just, like, like, don't talk about that. And so he's tried for, like, treason against humanity. Wow. Um, and the whole movie is about him, like, trying to prove in court. Like, you have, like, 90 days left to live, whatever. And there's, like, this conglomerate that owns, like, most of the universe. Wow. That is, like, fighting against him. Yeah. The other day I was talking, and it was about, like, how much time we have. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I might have, like, 60 years left. Yeah. And how weird would it be if I was able to more accurately find out? Instead of birthdays going up, they go down. So your next birthday is 69, the next one 68. Oh, you have you 67. running out of time. Exactly. Oh, God. Instead of it just forever increasing, if you could, like, find out when you die. See, here's the thing with that, is that what if you're born at, like, seven? What is that? Oh. You you only have seven years. Yeah. that's That was so quick of you to, like, use that method correctly. Well, that, the first thing <laughs> I thought of is people that die, like, after, like... A few years, they're just born with like a disease or something. Yeah. Like if I was born, that's I would just want to be dead. You know what I mean? Like if I was born at like two, on my head out. Like I wouldn't you be conscious. Would. You literally would just head out. <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't be conscious by the time you're like. That's the thing. Like, do you think people would like not want to be around if they knew they didn't have a lot of time? 
God. I think parents would treat those kids so special or, you know, bosses would be so much nicer to employees, like, given those circumstances. Well, it changes the whole dynamic because you're aging. It doesn't, though. But, like, you're going from able to work to, like, 15. Like, you can't work anymore. What do you mean? Like, you're saying you're actually aging backwards. You're not aging backwards. You just know what... You're counting down the days or the years. Okay. So you just know when you're going to die, basically. Yeah. But you're not aging. And so... Okay. Instead of saying, like, yes, you turned 70, it's like, all right, I've got 20 left. So on the cake, you would say 20. Okay, I was thinking, like, a Benjamin Button scenario. That would be so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's born at 80 and just becomes unborn. Um, I just meant if you could find out more accurately how long you had to live. Yeah, I feel like they would. I feel like people would be more empathetic towards others. But also, like, I feel like a lot of people would... <laughs> That's interesting because there's two scenarios, right? People become much more adventurous and empathetic and well, polite or whatever. Or there's just like mass depression because it's like, I'm going to die soon. Yeah, like, and there's know. always a large like aura of upsetness. Yeah, you, it's just looming over you. Yeah, like the time over everyone. Left. Like yeah. you said, how negativity in the last episode right can spread so much mm-hmm. and it's something we don't even think about yeah just the thought of like so many people around you have like one or two you know classic episode of bojack horseman on netflix where he uh he speaks at his mother's funeral and he's <sighs> like the classic the classic and he's like um you know my mother and father being dead that means i'm next <laughs> and he's like and in the show, he's like 50 when he says this. And he says, you think that would make people more empathetic and more adventurous and more kind, knowing that you're probably the next person in your family to die, you're getting older. And at any moment, a Snapchatting teenager could just take any one of us out, just one car accident, and you're gone, <laughs> is like the example he uses. But instead, it makes us more, a lot of times makes us more like petty and reserved Mm-hmm. And just quietly resentful. Because we're upset exactly. at life yeah. that we're going to die. So I feel like that could happen just as much as being like adventurous and pursuing happiness more. That's true. I feel like people would just quit their jobs if that'd be anything. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to work. But when you're 70, don't you also have that like mindset? Yeah, but I'm saying it. So say like if if you know, I'm born in my number or whatever is 22 years. I'm never getting a job. Like, absolutely not. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> think about how quick life is anyway. Think about how much time you spend just... I mean, what would you do work. then? Go to school. Okay. And, like, I would... So now you're 18 out of school. No, I would still go to college. You know, like travel and, and stuff like that. Like I would still want to live a life, but I would not want to be in work. Okay. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be like sitting in a in an Arby's drive through, mm-hmm. making some dude's roast beef with curly fries, being yeah. like, "Wow, crazy!" Every second that passes is like closer to death. But that's how it still is. You know, because I'm just as upset. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm true. just as upset. I feel like everyone has a rough understanding of when they'll die. You know, or could come up with them. No one's thinking, like, yeah, now would probably be when I die. And then they just die. But that's like, you know? Yeah. Everyone thinks, okay, maybe this many years. You know, I'm this healthy. Maybe add five. But we try to do as much as we can until that whenever happens. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I just picked an arbitrary number and started counting down, like it's the same thing. Yeah. I feel like there is the mental block, though, mm-hmm. between knowing and just, like, knowing. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between a doctor being like, yeah, most people live to 76 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a doctor being like, you have until 70, like, you will die the day you turn 76. <laughs> that's true. Like, I feel like that's very different. But I think that's, like, a cultural perspective on death yeah i think or societal we're what's the right word hesitant to realize reality yeah of how mortal we are we like to imagine that we're gonna live forever and be well i think there's so much value on like needing to do something before you die Mm -hmm. that there's like the fear of like potential being unfulfilled mm-hmm. in the unknown amount of time you have there's a quote from steve jobs right right before he died and it's like the only resource in the world that i can't purchase is the only one that i need more of that's time yeah oh god so let's say you like being you have always wanted to be an astronaut we'll just whatever you do want to be we'll just it's an astronaut now Right. And it's extre- it's an extreme desire. You've always wanted to be one. Mm-hmm. You know you'll die in 20 years. So we'll just call it 40. But no one else knows. Mm. Like a genie comes down or an alien. Like it doesn't matter. Would you still try to hit it before you hit 40? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Why? If that's like the dream, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when you die, the only person that you, like, die with is yourself. Yeah. Like, that's the only person that really has, like, the review of your life is just you. So, if that's what I want to do, then, yeah, I guess I'm just immediately trying to figure out how to get, like, the perfect score in the preliminary test to NASA, I guess. Yeah. Do you think that having an unconstricted, like, time constraint, you know, we know we'll die, but we don't know, like, when is what I mean. Do you think that makes us less likely to find things we really want to do? Yeah, I think it makes us extremely lazy. Yeah. Like, everyone makes us extremely lazy. You hear all the time where people are like, oh, yeah, like, this is on my bucket list. I'm like, oh, when are you going to do it? It's like, I don't know. I've been on my, it's been on my bucket list for, like, 35 years. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. And one of them would be, like, skydiving without a parachute while wrestling a bear. How old are you? 87? Yeah, it's like... Yeah. That might be out of the cards. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's actually kind of frustrating to me, to me when people are like, oh, this is like my goal. And I'm like... You working for it? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, nothing, man. I work at McDonald's. I'm like, stupid question. Yeah. Stupid question. Yeah. I do think that makes us extremely lazy. Yeah. So I think it's more likely that it makes everyone in society better. Then it would worse if we all knew when we'd die. 
we all knew the the date. Yeah. Probably so. And with that, we'll end the episode. We'll see you next time.